0: Hello, you're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello and welcome back! My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we will be discussing Men in Black.
1: My name is Ray Girosso, and we're gonna talk about allegories and metaphors about uh, immigrants in New York. Not an uncommon subject here. <laughs> Not a. <laughs> it's Ghostbusters again. It's Ghostbusters with aliens.
0: Yeah, they. We, we, and to be clear, we are talking about the original one with. Uh, who are the main actors
1: in this one, Ray? Oh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: Love those. Love those kids. Uh, what happens in Men
1: in Black, my guy? The alien refugee agents called the Men in Black. They specialize in helping aliens uh, adjust to Earth society. And I'm talking about aliens from not Earth. Right. I'm okay. not talking about international aliens. I'm talking about interplanetary aliens. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Um, and this, this movie focuses on Chris Jackson, played by Will Smith. Um, He is from New York, and after a chance run-in with uh, an alien's weapons smuggling deal, uh, he becomes a potential recruit for the Men in Black, and he proves his worth by showing that there are good and bad aliens, not all aliens are bad. What? Okay. Intriguing. And he gets paired up with veteran Men in Black agent, Agent G, played by Tommy Lee Jones, and they have to uh go from new york to new mexico to stop an alien organization uh that wants to reveal the existence of aliens to the world because that would the world's not ready and it's a big it will cause a big panic right and people would get hurt right and trust no one um there the 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 movie really is about the relationship between the two of them and how it grows because Agent G lost his previous partner and la- later we learn also his lover, Agent I. Okay. Um so he's very distant towards uh Chris, now dubbed Agent C. Okay. Um but they grow to to, to care and trust each other even with their different styles of approaching right. situations. Um and I Agent- imagine
0: that Agent G is much more like classic and buy the books and uh, maybe agency kind of has a looser approach to
1: things or is it or does it turn mm-hmm. that on its head mm-hmm. nope not this time okay. you read me like a book okay um and and that's the basic uh premise of that's, this that movie. sounds like
0: a good little flick so you say that the kind of the driving action of the antagonist or 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 the the pressure that gives this plot some drama is that there's an alien organization based in New Mexico that is determined to reveal the existence of aliens and their integration into society to the world. Are they going to like dox all the aliens?
1: Yeah, there's um, they stole a a, a, infra- a, a USB. From the New York headquarters. Okay,
0: they stole a thumbstick. Yeah. <laughs> that has all the names of all the aliens. Uh, on it, essentially, that's essentially
1: what happens, and okay. they have to take it back to their base. Okay. Uh, in New Mexico, and upload it into the cl- cloud. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will like spread it throughout the world, and like leak that information to people. I see. I see.
0: Um. Okay. So is a lot of this movie like the drive to New Mexico, or like
1: well, the like the first I don't want to say half, but like the first quarter is uh, us getting acquainted to the Men in Black along with Chris. Um, this the the sec the second fourth is um, like doing, you know, like that that quiet time where you're like trying to figure out what's gonna happen in the second half, mm-hmm. and that's when we like slowly realize that like. We get snippets of the bad aliens, like right. trying to like get the USB, and then they get it. Okay, okay. And then the second half is like a uh, a crackdown slash, uh, or like they it's part road trip, part we need to gather information on where they're going because they're not sure. All right, okay. Where they're going, and then once we do, and we have like out getting to new
0: gadgets ones. together and stuff.
1: Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: And then, and then there's a big shootout or whatever, or invasion of the base.
1: Yeah, but it's just these two agents. Right. Like, right. Obviously, there's, they're support and backup, but they're the two that have to go in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine that there's a very limited amount of field agent am- agents, and they're all like highly specialized and very well trained. Mm-hmm.
1: And the rest are trying to mitigate the potential damage that could come. And so then we see all the
0: gadgets that were shown up. What were like some of the cool like imaginative, I guess, gadgets or, or weapons in this movie? What, what's some of the cool things that
1: you saw during the big fight scene at the end? I really was just about to start naming Spy Kids gadgets. <laughs> There's gum that short circuits machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, well, the th- the main thing is like, this is not a weapon. Well, actually, they you do use this as a weapon at the end against the aliens. Um, is the, the racer pen, the flash okay. pen? That erases people's memory. Oh, That's yeah. why um, the the men in black wear sunglasses to erase people's memories of aliens. And the sunglasses and to, blocks the flash. Like it's mm-hmm. specialized sunglasses. Yep. Okay. Um, there's the pulse gun that agency is trying to learn how to use the entire time. Every time he shoots it, like it just doesn't work for him. Right. Okay. Um, it has a lot of recoil. Like. He has to treat it with respect. It's a whole it's mm-hmm. a whole mini arc for him. Okay. And so
0: is he able to use it successfully at the end or does he like use it in an unexpected way?
1: Both. He finally masters it by uh, but there's still like a bunch of knockback and he knows that, so he like ricochets the shot off a wall. It's really cool. Okay. Um, Agent C, uh, Agent G uses like this buzzsaw shotgun thing. Throughout the movie, which is cool, um, it's a two for one. It looks very, it's it's like, it's silver and it glows blue, and there's like some wisp. Yeah, you don't expect that from his character, but he is Mm -hmm. very cold and distant for a lot of it. Sure. And then he whips out this huge melee destruction weapon, right? And just doesn't even flinch whenever he uses it. Okay.
0: And so he is using it now. What what do these aliens look like? Like, I mean, they're they're essentially they're sapient. You know, they're they're like they're they they have they're, they're they're like people. In that they have yeah. a mission and they, they can probably communicate if they wanted to with the agents. but
1: Yeah, there's a very humanistic approach to aliens. They're okay. very, you know, they have arms, legs, heads, mouths for the most part. But there's some some stranger not... There's more, I don't want to say abnormal, like, character designs. But f- for the most part, they stay true to what, you know, media depicts aliens as. So oh, that's like not... the
0: big head and the round eyes.
1: Uh, oh, I guess there there's some of that, but there's, like, some, like, gross, like, blob-fleshy friends.
0: Okay. So do all the aliens, like, look the same, like they're from the same planet, or are they all? No. From... Okay.
1: No, 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 no. And
0: no. a lot of aliens have been able to mask their alienness with the help of the Men
1: in Black. Yes, and... there's cloaking devices. Okay, okay. hmm And some of them are, like, Food vendors. So these that, aliens
0: in New Mexico are kind of like... Like uh, Magneto's uh, mutants. they like, we don't... We don't want to hide who we are. Uh, right, but and, they... But they make that decision for every alien, which is the, the not-so-good
1: part. Right, because some of the aliens are perfectly fine with adjusting to life right now. And right. then maybe, you know, when the world is ready, revealing that they're an alien. Right. But at this moment, there no one's no like the um, the Men in Black believe that people are not ready. Yeah. For yeah. this.
0: Well, what I mean, so it sounds like there's maybe some gray area here. What do you think, right? Like, do you think that the Men in Black are a good organization doing a unpleasant but good thing, or maybe they're wrong and need to do more work on getting the world ready for the existence of aliens within it?
1: Well, I definitely don't think they're the best. Okay. Um, I appreciate what they're trying to do. They could be doing much better and approaching things in a different way, but how are you gonna, you know, introduce a bunch of new immigrants into the area without, like, causing a mass panic? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's... part of that is the world <laughs> accepting that there's, like, different aliens and people. Uh, Wait, this is becoming people. more. No, yeah, I no. was about to say people are different and <laughs> uh, no. Uh, mm-hmm. No, and it's going to be tough mm-hmm. for uh, to let people accept the fact that there's others different from them and it's going to be a long road. So the men in black are here to kind of help yeah. like slowly integrate that and show like yeah, they're aliens, but look, they're th- right like the 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 bad part is that they make them look like humans which sucks right um but they're like yeah they're just like us you know they're not so different which is a part i do appreciate sure. i just it's the masking and the cloaking and making them seem like one right. representative right. of the human race totally
0: integrate what's the word um it's like when when the when the people would scoop up all the native american kids and put them uh-huh. in the catholic schools
1: assimilation.
0: Assimilation, that's the word.
1: Um yeah. Um some bad cultural assimilation. Yeah. In here. Um Well,
0: yeah. So so the men, the men in black are assimilating aliens to some degree. Um but it sounds like they don't necessarily want to be. They just can't find a better way of doing things right now. Does that sound fair?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think They should be focusing on, like... I mean, they're focused on helping the aliens become accustomed to uh, the Earth. I almost said America. Wait. (laughs) Uh, uh, To Earth. But they should also be trying to help the people of Earth adjust to the fact that there are aliens Mm -hmm. here. And no one seems to want to do that. Yeah. So they're just keeping this a secret from everyone. And that is not... Funky, fresh cash money of them. No, not at all. Um,
0: how are you going to feel watching a movie where Will Smith is friends with aliens instead of one where he shoots them all?
1: I feel very excited and very refreshed for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. Um, I, I think we've had a pretty good conversation here, but we are running a little light on time, so I will have to ask I, you that question that uh, you ask me to ask you a lot of uh, times, which is, what did you think of the musical number?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> I think it was a really interesting choice to have them perform the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, <laughs> especially with Tommy Lee Jones taking the lead. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And especially since Philadelphia has nothing to do with this movie.
1: Yeah, it was super strange, super wild. Like, I can see why, because Will Smith's in it, but, like, it's a stretch. It was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, yeah But, of like, course.
1: it really took you out
0: of the movie. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm.
1: felt like... Well, I thought, uh, it, was, I thought it
0: was an after credit scene.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it felt like something from a gag reel where yeah. they, they, they did that. But it was a fun time.
0: <laughs> it sounded like you wanted to say something else before we wrap I- up.
1: I wanted to talk about the other characters and actors. Oh, okay, didn't please. didn't do that at please. all. Um, Bob Odenkirk is in this movie and plays Ooh. Agent I, uh, oh, okay. Agent G's uh, former, former partner and lover that died. Okay. Uh, Michael Kane is in this movie and plays the head of the Men in Black in New York. Okay. Ming-Na is the weapon specialist for the Men in Black, so she provides a lot of the cool weapons and tech that we see. Cool. Um, and she goes through them all and explains to them. It's fun. It's a small role, but she has a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Sigourney Weaver again. Okay. Who plays a fellow agent on maternity leave? Oh, but, okay. So, like, we see her at home trying to raise a baby. But uh, interspersed with all that, she ends up providing tactical and strategic support for Agent C and G because, okay. like, that's the thing like she specializes in is helping you know with comms and sure. stuff and then uh Vincent D'Onofrio plays the main big bad alien uh and <laughs> he does
0: he does doesn't he
1: mm-hmm. um
0: yeah i totally forgot about that
1: yeah so that's that they kind of this this uh they they all play like smaller roles except for Vincent D'Onofrio but they round out the cast and kind of flesh out the men in black organization a little bit more Cool. Sounds like a good little flick. I'm looking forward to it. What was your favorite line? Um, whenever they have to do the... <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I petered up real bad there. Whenever they have to do the mind erase, um, we always get a little snippet of Tommy Lee Jones' character like being a little bit more playful. It's really dark because you're erasing people's memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just says don't forget, say cheese, and then clicks it and has, like, the creepiest smile mm, on his face yeah. every time.
0: Especially, yeah, don't forget, say cheese. That is that is dark. I love that. Do you want cheese on your popcorn?
1: Don't forget. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go eat some
1: popcorn. Hey, everyone. It's me, Ray, back... F- before, while we watch the Men in Black movie, I'm not really sure. I think I got pen blasted in the eyes, maybe, but I'm here to talk to you about The Good Boys Girls. It's a fan podcast for the McElroy family of products hosted by actual real life girlfriends Lily Blue and Haley Rose. The Good Boys Girls is your first stop into discovering or celebrating everyone's favorite content creators, the McElroy brothers, if you know who they are. <laughs> Airing every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio, or wherever, 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 you know, the good boys, girls. I don't know the final Pam voice, but take a hammer and fix the podcast. Now, since we are big fans of Hayley Rose, I would like to talk to you about Comradical, her other podcast, with co-host Johnny Samiavati. Come Radical is an educational podcast about socialism that seeks to take the high-concept theories and ideas behind socialism and make them easier to digest in comical bits so you can have them for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Socialism. It's tasty. In doing so, we hope to clear up a lot of misconceptions and myths about the ideology and maybe you can learn a few things along the way. Seize the means. Stay Radical. Well, that's it. We love Haley Rose. As far as I know, she's not an alien, and if she is, that's okay. She can tell me when she's ready. I'm gonna go watch Men in Black now. Bray. Hi.
0: How'd you like the Men in Black?
1: Joe, I like the Men in Black. Yeah, me too. It was a decent, fun, sci-fi adventure. Decent? Yeah, like, not bad, but, like, it was good. Like, I'm not raving about it. Really? I kind of am. Why?
0: Um, I just think it does a lot of things really well.
1: I... fair. I don't... I like the characters. The plot was, you know, pretty... pretty simple. Yeah. Like, like, I... nothing surprised me too much about that. But I had a fun journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, let's... Okay, let's actually start before we get into differences or... No, do I'll plot. do the plot, I'll do the plot, and then the f- the very first thing that I want to talk about. So the plot is that it's very, very similar to what you said. Uh, there is a shadow organization called the Men in Black, which monitors and um, protects, to some degree, off-world aliens living in- on Earth... Um, and they it's mostly like refugees from other planets um, and they are for the most part assimilated, but they get to stretch their So they live in like human suits, basically, for the most part, they um, just have the robotic suits made up so that they can walk around and interact with humans and. Um, And a bad alien crash lands and wants to start a war so that there will be dead beings all around because he's a bug alien and the bugs want to eat uh, all other life forms, basically. Um, And through some of his own machinations, he manages to kind of set the wheels in motion for that. However, the men in black have recently recruited a a new young agent played by Will Smith, uh, and he and the older dog, Tommy Lee Jones, managed to foil that plot with the help of the city medical examiner, uh, Laurel?
1: laurel weaver
0: laurel weaver dr laurel weaver dr laurel weaver um and they save the world and uh kill the kill the big bug and uh mm-hmm. so rather than them having to go on a road trip to New Mexico they take care of the whole the whole situation right there in New York hmm and that's uh that's men in black i think did i did I miss
1: anything important to you? You forgot to mention that M- M.I.B. stands for Much In Do Bout.
0: I, I forgot... <laughs> uh, oh, oh, dang. I was gonna... <laughs> uh, the, I forgot to mention that NYPD stands for Knock Yo Punk Butt Down. Mm-hmm. Which is very good. Um, the N.Y.B.Z. Yeah, he... Will Smith's character who goes by Agent J after joining the Bureau Um was a a police officer before he was recruited so Mm -hmm. um the other thing that i do want to mention before we get into anything else is the the opening scene which shows like constellations spelling out the actors names and everything and it's kind of got a spider web look to it and we see a bug flying around and this kind of wild frantic music
1: said, this is very Danny Elfman-esque. Yep.
0: We hear this music, this frantic music, (laughs) and there's an overhead shot of following a dragonfly flying around. And we're like, man, we're about to see music by Danny Elfman. And like the next slide (laughs) was music Music by by
1: Danny Elfman.
0: Which is so excellent.
1: I think Uh, this has become a secret Danny Elfman podcast.
0: I I did not know the name Danny Elfman before I started doing this podcast, so I'm glad I do now.
1: yeah, yeah, you did Beetlejuice, and what was the other one? I think Goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now this. Yeah. All seminal films of the generations.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Right. What was some of your favorite parts of this movie?
1: I really liked Will Smith. I really liked The mm-hmm. Coroner. <laughs> I really liked Tommy Lee Jones. I just like the leads. The leads were really fun. yeah. Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio is great as a bug
0: mm-hmm. Sk- mm-hmm. skin, and you nailed that one. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to name the actor. I think I like I'd lost it to memory, but
1: you. I'm pretty sure you're the one who told me it was different. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, it was, I was this movie. probably
0: more in my mindscape a year or two ago, but. Mm, um, but yeah, he does a great um, job, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, um, I, I didn't say it, but when he's in the truck bashing around the gem thing, I'm like, did they just film Vince, Vincent D'Onofrio in the wild for that? <laughs> I didn't say it because I was so enraptured by the the anguish and the pain that he was... Yeah. And the struggle. Well, I was cause super he's into playing,
0: it. He's playing a bug alien that has cramped himself into a Vincent D'Onofrio skin suit. And, like, his just awful countenance <laughs> and mm-hmm. like the the jerky motion of his body like it's so it's really convincing and the the skin suit like deteriorates over the course of uh-huh. the movie it's which is gross. really nasty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: Um I really like Agent J. Big fan of Agent J. Mm-hmm. Love Tommy Lee Jones. Agent There's K. a lot of Agent K. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff between them. yep yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it was a fun, I can see why people like it. It's a fun little adventure with, mm-hmm. with buddy cop energy.
0: Yeah. And also kind of what you said, it wasn't Bob Odenkirk, but, uh, Agent K did, did lose his, he didn't lose his previous partner to being killed and they were not lovers. And they were least, not lovers. At least not explicitly. It's pos- entirely possible that they were, but, um,
1: uh, his old partner retired after a job where he realized he, he was done and couldn't be in action mm-hmm. anymore, and it was a very emotional scene.
0: And the stuff that they do with the, the neuralizer, the memory flasher, is, like, it's kind of a gut punch sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. when when the older agents retire, they just erase all of their memories of their time with the, the bureau. Um...
1: Yeah, yeah, so Agent K retires at the end of this movie, and I was not okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's rough stuff.
1: <laughs> I was not okay. I'm like, why do like why are we having this opening scene with the retirement, and then it came full circle mm-hmm. and really just punched me really he hard. He says, "I'm not.
0: I wasn't training a. What did he say? I'm not, I wasn't training a partner. I was training a replacement."
1: And then they both look at Doctor Weaver, and I'm like, ah. There it is. There's the noob duo. Well, I'm pretty sure the Tommy Lee Jones is back in the second movie. The second one or the third
0: one? Because there were three, I think, in the original series. I think Mm -hmm. the second one is Will Smith and Laurel Weaver and the Tommy Lee Jones. No, I don't think she's in it. The third? Oh, okay.
1: She's not in any other movies.
0: I haven't. Okay. That's a bummer. I, I don't. I think I saw the second one, but I. I only really ever watched this one. I've seen this yeah the times.
1: second one. I'm assuming he comes out of retirement. Agent K, mm-hmm. and then the third one is a time they they go back in time, right? To I think younger. in the
0: third movie in every series of three movies they go back in time in the
1: third one, or go into a video game, or go into a video game, <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> if you're th- if you do you remember Prisoner of Azkaban where they went back in time?
0: That's why it has such a weird name in the Harry Potter series. It's like because the Prisoner she of Azkaban knew. is Azkaban is the game that they get locked
1: into, and they have to use the Time Turner. <coughs> Do you not remember the Time Turner, Joseph? They have to say Buckbeat. Oh man! Um, but yeah, that and a bike. Hold on, I want to follow this thread. What other mo- triple movies? Toy Story Three. Toy Story 3, they go into the video game. They kind of go into a video game in Toy Story 2. They do, that's right. Uh, I can't wait for Frozen 3 when they go back in time and they have to work with their parents Mm -hmm. to save the day. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And help their parents fall in love or else they won't exist. (laughs) Tropes! Hashtag tropes! (sighs) It's called Frozen Forever. Um... Let's talk about Men in Black more. There's guns.
0: There are.
1: There's, weapons. A, there's
0: a big gun. There's a little gun. There's a really little gun.
1: Do we count the car as a gun? Yeah, sure. The car's a gun. There's regular guns.
0: There are regular guns.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, there was that really weird scene where Vincent D'Onofrio was... His truck was getting towed. And... Uh, that he threatened the tow truck driver with a shotgun, and then the tow truck driver like pulls out a magnum from his overalls, and he's like, "Come on, I've got a gun too," and then he puts it away, and then Vincent D'Onofrio shoots him to death. And it's like, if someone's pointing a gun at you and you have a gun, you don't put your gun away. I don't think. I I don't think that's what you do in that scenario.
1: Uh-huh. Especially when they pull out a shotgun and point it at you. Yeah. Yeah, if they're pointing a gun at you, you don't leave yourself unarmed. But hey, did you know that violence begets violence? We're here to talk about gun control now. Hey, we should have gun control. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. It was in my soul. We need to do better with our laws. That's true. That's true moving on
0: you're true you're true and right um we do need to do better and speaking of needing to do better this movie does kind of fall into some of the traps that we talked about with the fake plot um of Mm -hmm. of making the aliens assimilate and uh but like it's all you know it's presented as like oh it's all peachy keen because it's the, the authority of this uh, agency is keeping everyone safe, but it's a little it's a little yucky.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I find it interesting because we open the movie with illegal immigrants. Yes, yeah, crossing yeah. the border. Yeah, and, and... I, I really
0: love the line where K, because uh, Agent K and D, I think his old I think partner, D, yeah, uh, come in and kind of take over the situation from the border patrol guard that had. St- stopped this van full of immigrants coming up from Mexico and uh he's he's like walking off screen with the the, the off-world alien and he says oh you can go back to protecting us from all the dangerous aliens mhm which is a- so,
1: and then the rest of the movie it's it's a little strange it's a little the strange treat, they have that very nice moment and then the rest of the movie has the whole thing about not show, making sure aliens are, are, you know, in the wider society of Earth. I think,
0: yeah, I, I think that this movie actually does do a pretty decent job of painting the men in black as, like, an organization that, like, understands and respects a lot of different intergalactic cultures.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the ones that are taking refuge on Earth are kept under wraps because and they make they say it's explicitly like individual folk individual people are smart and can figure things out but people on the whole are dumb and mm, like yeah can't true, handle yeah. information like that um and it's not it's not as it's not as though that they want to be you know want to commit cultural erasure but it's to keep the aliens safe within earth and society which sucks right. and is not yeah. good but um it does make sense also that an organization that's was less than 50 years old at the time of making like at the time that this movie came out would have mm-hmm. not not ideal ways of integrating aliens into earth society <sighs>
1: Right. I'm curious to see if uh, the newest Men in Black addresses that. Yeah. I don't know if the new movie's any good.
0: We should watch I, it. I was really excited about it when I saw the trailers. I heard that it's not great and that it kind of went through production, like a lot of problems on, on set and things like that. Oh, so no. But I, yeah, I would like to watch it with you and, and figure figure out how we feel about it.
1: Yeah. Um, there are a couple things I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Agent J a little bit. Okay. Our, a good cop who can read situations and is also a light in my life yes um i I did see i have seen that scene where they're doing the recruit initiation and he's talking about why he shot little Tiffany. I've seen that before oh, okay uh but i i it's really important for his character yeah uh and it it carries throughout that he's very intuitive and reads people well mm-hmm and that he doesn't like come to c- quick conclusions he assesses situations first right and right. that uh, helps out a few times along with with Orion the cat which that part dragged on for too yeah, long yeah it really did i'm like it's the cat it's the cat we all know it's the cat yeah Please. especially like
0: they they have that wall full of pictures and that's
1: when they should have figured it out. is
0: looking at it and he's like man this dude really has a crush on his cat and one of them literally says like orion mm-hmm.
1: and it's like
0: you're supposed to be intuitive and perceptive there agent j come on come it's on
1: like, i guess they needed to fill out more movie time yeah i guess so i
0: guess it does kind of slow down in the middle a little bit
1: A little bit. Like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, you're trying to figure out what's going on. The audience knows what's, like, at least I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, well, I mean, Um, they do
0: make it pretty explicitly clear.
1: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, even with the reveal, they have to reveal it to the characters, too, so that, like, we're all like, yes, we know already. But, you know, movie, it's fine. What I really enjoyed about Agent K is that I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah. I love him, but like... it And Tommy Lee Jones' acting was great. Yeah. But I literally feel like he was just an agent with some personality, and I couldn't figure that out. Well,
0: I mean, that's that was his whole life, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Which I
1: think is, is part of the reason why mm-hmm. I like it so much. It's just, he has a lot of personality there, and we get little snippets of it. But the acting and the way the character is written we there's like it feels like there's a small discrepancy.
0: Yeah. One thing I really love about this movie and I I don't I don't know that it's unique to this movie or this time frame or but I did notice it in a big way during this movie was is how much time they take to like sometimes someone will say something that's really heavy and they will take time to let it settle in and you'll see their faces change mm-hmm. as that information is processing. And it it just struck me like how well done that is, and, and Tommy Lee Jones like really leads the charge on that.
1: Yes, in the in the precinct scene. Yeah, then a few uh, scenes. Well, that that's what I noticed first. Noticed like it. in the very
0: beginning with D. Like, yeah, you can see him like realizing what's changing, and like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to neuralize this guy, and all of my all of his memories of our time together is gonna disappear, um, and. He takes a minute to process that, and that's good. That's really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's okay to take small moments for characters. Mm-hmm. It, In fact, I I like that a lot. It doesn't have to be, like, perfect lines and, like, next scene, next scene right. every time. Right. Sometimes you gotta breathe. Oh,
0: and also, I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, it shouldn't just linger like the Buffy movie, but...
1: <laughs> Well, that that was a different issue, but also the same issue. I did my scene now for exit stage left. I guess it it holds ju- for just the right amount of time in this yeah. movie, and it's 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 impactful. You can feel it that it these characters care mm-hmm. about what's going on. They care about the interactions they're having. Right. You want to talk about the music scene? The the song and dance number? I uh, can't
0: say that I recall it.
1: Well, you asked me in the first half how was the musical oh, number. Okay, there yeah. was, in fact, a musical number where Tommy Lee Jones sings. Oh, song. that's true. And Will Smith is dancing
0: in the passenger seat?
1: No, <laughs> he is upside down. He's upside down because the car is upside down. Because they're driving through a tunnel. It's wild. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, I think that was like the most fun we saw from Agent K, <laughs> and he was just messing with with
0: Jay, like
1: yeah, that was cute.
0: Mm-hmm. I like I really like Doctor Laurel Weaver. I wish she was in the movie a little bit more.
1: Me too. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that. I how- like that.
0: Like, like Agent K is like really confident and professional and has been doing this for a long time but he's not right about everything and i really like that agent j is able to like call him out and be like yeah you probably shouldn't be using the memory flasher like that all the time like that Mm -hmm. like you should probably find some other solutions like and it's 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 not just it's not just a by the books kind of guy versus like fresh eyes on the case but it's just like two different people that are Working together to come up with new solutions, which is what Mm -hmm. uh, growth is about. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) I'm curious. Here's what I want from a Men in Black sequel, okay? Okay. I want... Obviously, I want Dr. Weaver. Yeah. But... We're probably not going to get her. No. Um, I would like to see an arc with Agent J where he is using the Neuralizer, and he uses it more and more, and, like, there's a flashback to the scene. Yeah. Or not a flashback, like, maybe a mention of when when he was talking about Agent K, and, like, he understands now why Mm -hmm. he has to do it all the time, but he doesn't like it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just ranting about my Men in Black fanfic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, I'm glad that you watched this movie with me. I don't think there's a whole lot left to say about it. Um, would you recommend watching this to somebody who had never seen it before?
1: Yeah, it's a fun little adventure. I, I've come to realize during this podcast that adventure movies aren't, like, the ones I'm drawn to. They're fun, but -hmm. they don't captivate me after it's over. But yeah, I'd still recommend it. Okay. Fun little romp. Okay. I'm glad.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot, too. I'm glad it held up for me. Mm -hmm. It's been a while, but anyway uh thank you all so much for listening you can find us on twitter at mock footage or send an email to mock um did
1: you get neuralized? i got Whoa. hey thanks
0: for joining us everyone welcome to mock footage my name is joe langlois and this week we will be talking about men in black
1: my name is ray Rosso, and, and i feel deja vu <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your favorite line from the movie, Rick? Right? Because uh, I know what mine was.
1: Is this the first half or the second half? Are we out of the bit?
0: We're out of the bit.
1: Okay. Mine was from Agent J. Uh huh. When he's looking at a picture, uh-huh. and Agent K is explaining the creation of the men in black, and he says. Aw, oh, they gave the tall man flowers.
0: <laughs> it was him. It was Agent K in the picture. It's yeah. like, aw, you gave that tall man some flowers.
1: <laughs> it was so good and unexpected.
0: We both laughed we, for, like, 30 seconds at least after it that. It
1: was a good, like, hearty <laughs> burst of laughter. It was the most invigorated oh, I've felt in the oh, past week. Oh, you gave that tall man some flowers. Flowers.
2: light studio
0: pretty witty and gay
2: <laughs> hey miles hey Ma's. I'd like to challenge you to find a song that you only heard once when you were a kid.
3: Mm, okay, but I have a challenge for you, Mars.
2: Oh, okay. I want you to find a song that was made by a celebrity. Oh, that's funny because I'd like you to find a song that has a Pokemon in it.
3: Oh, well, that's a real coincidence because I want you to find a D&D song.
2: Wait, 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 we, we we do not have time to talk about all of these songs. This is a promo.
3: Oh, dang it, you're right.
2: Okay, all right, where can we go and where can people go to talk about the songs that go with these themes?
3: Well, they could always go and listen to Artificial
2: Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio, ooh, what's that? It sounds like a podcast that we might do. It could be potentially a podcast that the both of us do. Wouldn't that be a weird coincidence? As if we wouldn't just have a conversation like this in real life. Well, this is a totally natural dialogue. This is a natural dialogue that we
3: have, naturally. Each episode on Artificial Ghost Radio, we challenge each other to find songs that fit
2: extremely arbitrary themes. Oh, now that sounds interesting. But that can't be all they do. We also do this
3: fun little segment by the name of The Wheel of
2: Discord. The Wheel of Discord.
3: And you want to know what we do on The Wheel of Discord?
2: What do we do with The Wheel of
3: Discord? We shuffle our music player of choice and we are forced to talk
2: about whatever song comes up. That is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Where can this podcast be found, and when can this podcast be found? You can find us each and every Saturday,
3: ooh, on Luna Light Studio or wherever you get your podcast or Sunday if you're in Australia or Sunday if you're with all the other cool people. <laughs>